Yo, what's going on, man? Big 1500, baby, Tris Savvy, man. I'm locked in with Cloudy Conversations right here with Big T, man. Back with another episode of Cloudy Conversations. Today's guest is rapper Triz Savvy. Thanks for being here. Glad to be here, man. You know, vibes. All right. For for those who don't know about you, uh, give the people a little bit of details about yourself. Uh, uh, I'm an independent artist. Uh, go by the name Triz Savvy. I'm from 15 in North Philly, man. Uh, I've been doing music for a couple years. Probably like uh, what 2016? That was the summer 2016. I made my first song. So like. Uh, four, four years I've been taking it serious. I made a song in 2016. I ain't started taking it serious till 2018. So about four years I've really been going hard for for just doing what I do. But other than that, I mean, my father, I'm an all-around family man. Music is a, it's a goal, it's a priority. It's what I, it's my dreams. It's what I work towards every day. My success, man. That's all I, that's what I dream for. That's about some me up right there. Now, you said you've been doing music seriously for about four years, but, um, like, let's take it back a little bit. As a kid, were you into music? Nah, I'm not going to say as a kid I was into music. I was more so uh, into playing ball. You know what I mean? I wanted to be, like, a basketball player and whatnot, so uh, I was, uh, you know what I'm saying? I played ball, rec leagues, you know, schools, uh, AAU for a little bit, just all around just playing basketball. And uh, that's what I wanted to do for a while, but I actually grew up with like a heart problem. So by the time I got in high school, I had to stop taking it serious all around because like I couldn't pass the physicals and whatnot. You know it come with physicals mm -hmm. in high school, so I ended up putting the ball behind me. And after that, I kind of just went towards a regular life, like just working. You know what I mean? Whatever was going to come forward was going to come forward. And then that's when I say 2016, I was like 16, 17. And that's when musical people, people interested in music, I was listening to a lot of music. That was that SoundCloud era going crazy. So that kind of just, uh, it put my foot in the door, got in my mind. But I'm not gonna lie, I had an uncle that actually rapped though. He from out here too, P. Papers. I don't know if a lot of people know about him, but he was doing his music and shit. He used to try to get us to rap on those songs <laughs> and shit in the background and whatnot. But you know what I mean? For the most part, yeah. That's what really put it in my head. Once I was in the music lane, people came to me with the music shit. Thought back on my own going shit, so then therefore it kind of just clicked with me, and I just went, I just went in, I just went in, man, and it just, it was natural. Now, um, you said you grew up with the heart condition, so were you aware at some point that basketball wouldn't be able to beat, or like, did you hope it was something you'd grow out of, or? Like I thought it was gonna grow out of it because when you do a lot of research on the heart, it's a murmur, mm -hmm. a heart murmur, so it just means like. You know, it's an inconsistent beat, whereas somebody else beat might be like boom, boom, boom. My drum might be like boom, 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 boom type shit. So it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, you can't They say you grow out of it and whatnot, but it got to the point where it was kind of hindering me. So I had to slow down on smoking, drinking, any type of bullshit. Honestly, I do it easy nowadays. I take it easy because I know that shit could at any moment creep up on me. I don't fuck with that shit. So no, I, yeah, yeah, I stay, yeah, yeah, I take that shit. I take that shit real serious. But yeah, that's a, yeah, that hardship in real life. Now, outside of the sports and everything, were you good academically? Did you like school? I ain't like school. I ain't like school, man. I did not like school. I used to skip school a lot. I skipped school a lot. I got in a lot of trouble. My mom pulled me out of school. Actually, I was homeschooled. Like, uh, I was homeschooled. What? Fourth grade to sixth grade. 
or like fourth grade to like eighth grade, I was homeschooled. Four years straight. Four years I was homeschooled. Went back to high school in uh, Clayco and Jonesboro High School. I went to high school my ninth grade year. And then after that, I was homeschooled again because I was getting in more trouble in ninth grade. It took me back out. And I go back to public school again to 12th grade, senior year, but I ain't graduate because I had too much missed credits and shit. So I dropped out. I said, fuck it. I went through my whole school year thing, but I ain't graduate. And I was I was getting a lot of trouble and shit. So yeah, school wasn't for me, man. I knew I didn't want to go to college. I knew I didn't want to do none of that, man. I was probably going to put my head more so on like being a business owner or like whatever I was going to do if music had not came into my life, honestly. I was off school, man. I don't but kudos to anybody that loves school, you mean? <laughs> Stay in school. Why do you think, like, uh, you were acting up so much at that time? like uh, Being around the wrong people. Being around the wrong people. My life story, probably being around the wrong people. You know what I'm saying? Especially, I would even say with the music. When I started off, I was being around the wrong people. Whereas, I wasn't around the right people that would help me get to the next level I wanted to be at. Help me really take it serious. It was more so like a bullshit thing. You know, I had to separate myself. I'm even still doing that now. You know what I'm saying? Just starting to separate myself from people that's not taking it as serious as me. And that's been a whole challenge my whole life. Just anybody I'm hanging around with, whether it's basketball, whether it's whatever we like to do, I'm just hanging around the wrong people that's worried about dumb shit. And that's been like, a, that's been one of the biggest setbacks in my life, honestly. And hanging around the wrong people. You said now, you're just now realizing that. So how old are you right now? I'm 23 years old. 23, and you're yeah. just now becoming to a point where you're realizing like, it's it's yeah, it's musically circle. though, Music, musically well, yeah, though. Musically, you know what I mean? It's Cause it's, it's a business to this yeah. job, so you know what I mean. A lot of people still feel like it's just like we just drop songs and we gonna blow up tomorrow. When honestly, for some, for the lucky person in the million bunch, billion bunch of people, it really don't work like that. It's not the reality. So. uh yeah, I'm separating myself from people that's not taking it too serious, people that's not on the same type vibe as me. Whereas it's investing musically, Apple Music, Google, you got you got a lot when it comes to this music. I ain't gonna give a seminar, but you got a lot when it comes to this music for real. You know, that's honestly um, truth because it's, even though it might be easier to get your music on streaming platforms and things like that these yeah. days, it's still you gotta fight through the million yeah, other independent yeah. artists. You gotta get heard. So you it's gotta. like, and you gotta put money behind that, mm -hmm. behind the studio. So if you around a bunch of people who are not really seeing your vision, it could deter, you know, your dedication to yeah. your craft and what you got going on. Yeah, definitely, man. Mm -hmm. This is, um, I was gonna say, um, now you did mention that you are a father. Um, what about like siblings? What were your family got, like? like? I got a big ass family. I got, I got so much family. I don't even know how much family I got. And I'm not just saying that for us, like the family that I haven't been around. You know, everybody got family members that they don't really know like that. But I got family that I've been around as a young boy. And there's so much of them, I forgot half of their names. I forgot who they related to. I was just asking my pop the other day, like, yo, who this person related to? How I'm related to this person? I got eight siblings. Nine siblings, ten siblings. Damn, it's ten of us in total. I got yeah, I got five brothers and about four sisters. Yeah, it's about ten of us. And uh, I got like mad cousins. I got mad uncles. 
I got two families on my mom's side, two families on my dad's side. They spread out. My dad got like different family members. It's not really family that's family. So I grew up around uh I grew up around a lot of family. Like, I'm real family oriented. Everybody in my last name, we real family oriented. No matter which side you on, you know I mean, I always show love to my family. I got a lot of family members I make music with. I mean, we be we be doing this shit together. So it's a lot of family. It's a lot of family. You probably know some of my family. Right, because you my... said you were born in Harrisburg. Yeah. And your mom moved to Atlanta. Let me all right. Let me touch up on that because that's a whole little joint, too. <laughs> so I'm born. I'm born in Harrisburg. I was born right downtown. The hospital downtown. I don't know. Harrisburg Hospital. Yeah, Harrisburg Hospital. <laughs> I'm born at that joint, and I want to say my mom probably moved me out of here like when I was like two, and I went straight to Philly, and I've been raising Philly probably for up to like. Uh, Close to being a teenager, like I want to say, not close to being a teenager, like 10, 11. And I, my mom and dad had got together. And it was actually a small, like, little mid area where I was in Virginia for like three years. I want to say that's like most of the years I was homeschooled. Once my mom and dad split, my mom went to Atlanta and my dad came back to Philly. So as I went to school in Atlanta, and you know what I'm saying? I would say Atlanta probably got most of the teenage coming to age becoming a man years of me and that's where i really you know what i'm saying develop myself as a person but i was always back and forth to philly because you know i'd be with my mom this week go to school be with my dad on the weekend you mean two and five to 404 you mean I'm, i got a tattoo on me you see philly's in you mean atlanta braves you mean i'm philly atlanta but i mean i am a bird baby though. i was born here i got family here i always been here my grandma was here she died here had cancer so i'd be my grandma but yeah uh Pretty much yeah. the majority of your childhood yeah. what raised yeah. between Atlanta and yeah. Philly. Yeah, Philly and Atlanta. Yeah, but I've been out here, you know what I mean, through the cracks and crevices. They ain't seen me out here, bro. <laughs> no, that's beneficial to have been able to be in so many different areas and experience yeah. different things. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you said that, too. Mold your mind you and put you in different places. It's not even... It's, it's big on that, but I would say it's biggest musically because it's so much people that I've known, I've came in contact with, People that might remember me from seeing me, being around me. So, you know, it'll probably be easier. And it has been easier once I start floating around on social media. Once a friend that might know a friend posts me, you know what I'm saying? People come back in contact like, oh, yeah, that's such and such. Trish Savvy, Blase, Blase. And it's also, you can also hear it in my music. I would say, like, I've been around a lot of people that talk different. That, you know, different cultures, different religions, different backgrounds. I've been around suburban people, hood people, uh, whatever you want to call it, honestly. Nerds, whatever you want to call it. I've been around it all. I've been locked up, so I've been around, you know I mean, toughest of the tough, but it's like, that shit really, I feel like that shit got the best influence on my music because I can switch up so many different things. I'm so versatile, whereas I can play with my voice, I can play with different accents, I can play with it all for real, for real. And that, that cultural diversity, yeah, that's played a big part on my uh, my music. Yeah, I was gonna say, do yeah. you feel like that is a benefit to your sound and being yeah. able to tap into yeah, definitely, different yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. I would say that's probably one of the most things I surprise myself with all the time. Whereas I don't know why I should be surprising myself because I know I've been on it. But when I do actually see it coming out of me when it comes into my music. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy, and it's, that's one of the big parts. I'm, I'm one of my biggest fans, so I love that about my music. Probably one of the most beneficial things about being an artist. Now, um, 
just to wrap up a little bit on the family side, I feel like your mom was more so strict because you said she pulled you outside of school and things like that. So is that kind of another reason why you probably transitioned back and forth to Philly to be with your dad? Was he strict as well or? Um, that's a little bit of a touchy subject. I'm not gonna lie, cause it was like um, it was like it was a lot of conflict with my mom and dad. That was like a real joint growing up. So like they used to bash his all the time, and uh, like uh, I would say like since that part played a role, my dad was strict. But the thing was, since he was fighting with my mom a lot. It would kind of be like a, uh, like, throw us a bone type thing. Like, my mom, she drilling, oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, pull him out of school. Yeah, my mom, because I'm Muslim. I grew up strict. I mean, I'm Muslim, so you already know how some of those rules go if you're familiar with them. So, uh, you know, no TV, no phones and shit like that. You know, they a little loose nowadays, but back then, yeah, she was like that. So, like, if I got in trouble or some shit was going on, I was doing some dumb shit. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, well, sit him up here with me. Yeah, you want to take him out of school? I'm going to put him in school. You know what I'm saying? It was like that type of drum. So that's where, that, yeah, that was, that was a was big kind of, yeah. yeah. It was like one of them drums that was like, you mean, it was like a playing both sides, like a favorite parent type drum. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to say my dad wasn't strict though. He was, he probably is still to this day the most strict. I don't play no games for for him. Especially if, uh, yeah, it, yeah, I grew up in a strict household. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> And are all your siblings from your mom and dad, or nah, they like mostly nah. from your dad? I got dad? five on my mom's side. I got uh, three brothers from my mom and one sister. So I'm number five. I'm the middle child. I'm the second one. My little brother, he the middle child, but I got two little brothers that's like, what, like 15, 13 right now. Yeah, but uh, my dad, he got, my dad got like six more kids. From like different uh, baby mamas or whatnot. Okay. Yeah, so I got a lot of half brothers and sisters. And now that you're a father, how do you feel growing up? Like, even though you know your parents were involved in your life and they they were guiding you, how do you feel like they what they instilled in you is you know transitioning into your fatherhood? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel like uh, it showed me a lot as far as how to be a better parent. I definitely. Whether anything goes wrong with uh, me and my daughter's uh, mother or not, I'm always be in my daughter life. I don't think I would ever try to play a conflict against her when it comes to the favorite parents because I know I know the type of damage that could do. I wouldn't really say I took a lot of damage from it, but it do play a part in growing up, especially when you becoming a man. Because you know what I'm saying you need, especially a man. I, I was with my mama, so I mean my mama did what she could for me, but. You know what I'm saying? A lot of crucial years missed out not having a dad around right next to me. Especially when it comes to favorite, favorite parent situations and whatnot. Yeah, it's taught me a lot to make sure I'm always on the same page with her mother, no matter if it work out or not, because that's important. I don't want my daughter to go through that. That ain't really it. And when you first found out you were going to be a dad, uh, were you surprised? No, I wanted a kid. I wanted a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was on a mission to get me a, get me a daughter. You mean? I want. It's crazy because I actually wanted a daughter. I had a name and everything picked out. Uh, I had the name. I was ready to get a daughter. So I'm like, uh, you know, what I'm saying, I was with my girls, and I'm like, I'm about to make it happen. Like, I'm about to try every day. I did. See if my swimmer swim. <laughs> See if my gun shoot up the club. And it did, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I wanted a daughter, man. I'm glad that happened. I wasn't, I was surprised, but I wasn't like, uh, I wasn't nervous or nothing like that. I was, I was ready to have a kid, and I kind of just, I took it on. I don't really feel like I was, I was frightful. Now more, that might scare me a little bit, but. Nah, yeah, my first job, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. no, nah, I, I want, no, nah, I definitely want more kids. Just not right now. Just not right now, cause I'm trying. You know I mean, it's a, it's a lot to do. It's a lot of, it's a lot of money to get. It's a lot of, it's a lot of tickets to sell. I'm think I'm a, uh, if one come, one come, then that'd be it. But <laughs> for the most part, yeah, I'm trying to make sure I get a little established first before I keep shooting them out out here. You know I mean? It makes sense. It makes sense, cause they <laughs> yeah. are expensive. Yeah, real rap, especially out here nowadays, man. Now, um, another question I had kind of transitioned a little bit is you cut your dreads off because I seen that you had those for a while and um, I think it was a trip in Louisville where you cut them. Yeah. Was there yeah. something that happened like that made you cut your hair? Or you just no, no, no. I had just got tired of them. You mean I wanted to? One, it was it was two different reasons. It was one because I kind of got tired of them. And I wanted to, you know, I had my little brother, we was making music and shit. Around a time where we had we had dropped this album, Rice and Gravy, which is like, it really put me on the platform as far as like a little fan base. But uh, when we dropped that joint, that's when my dress was probably like really growing in the prom. So, you know what I'm saying? But I seen him growing out his natural hair. And I used to always think to myself like, damn, I got good hair too, I'm gonna rock. Oh, I mean, I'm stuck with these dreads, but. Yeah, that was one. I just I just wanted to try something new. You know what I mean? I wanted to switch it up. I wanted to give myself a new flavor, especially when it comes to my music, a little bit more inspiration. Try shit out. And then uh, at the same time, I actually wasn't taking care of my dreads. And, uh, that's a big part. If you got dreads and you take care of them, do you already know what type of work you come with? It's really not just leave them drunk. Because they going to start, my drums is breaking off. It's getting skinny. Yeah, I'm going to say how long yeah. you were you growing them at that probably point? Probably like, I was growing them drums since 2017. So it was probably like, Four years. Okay, yeah, I was, I was probably four years in. Yeah, they was hanging. They was they had got long. I'm not gonna lie. I was. I used to always pray for the day they would be hanging down here. But by the time they start getting around here, and sh I'm like, yeah, nah, I cut them joints off, man. I'm gonna grow my real hair out. It's getting a little up there, but I can't wait till it do though. I low key miss my dress though. I might, grow, I, might, I might grow them back. I might grow them back. I don't, I don't know. Tom, Tom going to. Tom going to. I mean, shit. I think I'ma just see what the hair, what the natural hair industry got to do for me. You know what I'm saying the vibe it brings. See if I can uh, fall in love with it. It's probably more work though, but I'm liking it so far. So you know what I'm saying. Who knows? One day I might be like, nah, fuck it. I go back to the dress. I kept them for a while though, cause I'll probably go attach them bitches back in, but no, nah, I lost them. I probably just grow them back out. I mean, if I do get them in, I don't regret cutting them though. I don't regret it at all. Yeah, on the fashion on, I'm not gonna lie, my girl really put me onto the fashion tip. Yeah, cause she was, uh, she actually got a brother that's into, uh, you know, he be sewing stuff up and whatnot. I actually uh, was rocking some of his pieces. Yeah, I liked some of them joints, but. She got me into that. I be making sure she styled me up, keep me fresh on the daily and me. Yeah, cause she's from she's from down in Atlanta. Yeah, and they big on it down there. It's I mean, <clears throat> it's a few of them that's big on it down there. A lot of people down there be low key dicky. They be low key. You mean just putting it on rocking whatever's in style. Yeah. But it is some real life fashion heads out there. Yeah, definitely like her. That probably really would put me onto it. Now, um, in addition to the fashion, 
I seen you also were traveling a lot recently. Um, and when you were out in LA, you were actually in the same studio that Nipsey had worked in, and you got the chance to hear some uh, unreleased Nipsey. Uh, what was that experience like? Uh, that was uh, that was that was that was uh, that was honor. I'm not gonna lie, that was that was an honorable moment right there. Uh, it was uh, I low key I ain't I wasn't really taking it too serious at first, but when they when they showed the receipts, yeah, that joint was. Uh, that was crazy, you know what I'm saying? They had his plaques hanging up and shit. Uh, I didn't think they was really being serious, but when they played it, yeah, that was like a little moment for real. Because, especially being so far away, you know what I'm saying? You see somebody like Nipsey, you know what I mean? And, you know what I'm saying? I'm from the opposite shore as him, so, you know what I'm saying? Definitely being in the same building as somebody, you know what I'm saying, where he really started off from the bricks, like, that's that was a crazy experience. I'm not gonna lie, I ain't take that for granted. I can't wait to go back there, because I actually locked in with them at that studio. That was um yeah I want to get some work in there because that's definitely some that's definitely the type of energy I want to surround myself with. It was some big energy in that studio for real. Yeah, and I'm gonna say because even even though most people probably weren't even a fan or just became aware of him like on that the last album Victory Lap because I knew who he was but I didn't necessarily listen to his music until yeah. that Victory Lap. But when he died, I felt a certain kind of way because I knew the like the mission he stood yeah. for, what yeah, he was definitely. pushing. And I'm just like, it's just another one of them situations like, damn, it's always like, the nigga yeah. you least expect or the, the good one who's trying to, you know, push a change. So. Yeah, we definitely lost a king out there when they took Nip, man. I was actually locked up when they killed him, too. I remember I was on the phone and they told me that they had shot Nipsey and shit, but, yeah, man, CIP Nipsey, man, that John crazy. It's, uh, it was great to be there, though. You know what I'm saying? I'm always going to cherish that John. I made sure I saved every last little video clip I could from being a nerd to take that shit with me to the top for real, for real. Uh, and you just mentioned that you were locked up. So how long were you in jail for? And like, what was the time frame for that? Like, uh, <clears throat> I was locked up for like two months. I was locked up for like two months, and then I got out. I was on ankle monitor, and then I was on that jump for a couple months. And I got locked back up for like two more months. Got back out on the ankle monitor again until they, <laughs> until they eventually just left me off that jaw. You know what I'm saying? But I, don't, I ain't really gonna talk too much on the case. But yeah, it was uh, it was it was just one of those. You know what I'm saying? Georgia. Yeah, it was, was that in Pennsylvania was, or? Nah, that was down there in the A where I'm from. Okay. You know what I mean, that was down there in Atlanta and shit. But yeah, uh, yeah, locked up for like two months. You know what I'm saying? Uh, K-Pod, and then, you know what I'm saying, out on ankle monitor, tripping, paying that joint, it's only $300 a month. Got a lot back up when I fall short on the payments, then they ended up letting me back out and stuff, so, yeah, that was that situation. Yeah, but, I didn't even know they locked you up for not making payments on the ankle monitor. Yeah, they put you on, what the hell? yeah, that's what I'm saying. I didn't even know you paid for an ankle monitor. That's what I'm saying, what the fuck? You know, I learned the hard way, $300. Yeah, every two weeks. Well, that's drawing. Yeah. You're trying to get me back in this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's definitely a, you already know the system already set up for you to fail. But yeah, that was that man. You know what I'm saying back and forth trying to get out of that situation. That tied me down for a long time. That was probably one of the times where uh, I ended up actually realizing I had to take music seriously because I was I was locked down so much. That was probably like a, a evolving stage for me. I lost a lot of people during that time in my life because. You know what I'm saying? From from the situation I was, I had just came out of high school and then, you know, to get locked up and then you're on ankle monitor. 
I spent a lot of time in the house, uh, lost a lot of friends because I wasn't really going out like that. They had me on strict curfew. So, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people stopped coming around. I was moving back and forth. Uh, yeah, that's what really showed me uh, who was there and who wasn't. You know what I'm saying? I went through a lot of music, but musically, it was probably one of the best times of my life because I was in the house all day long just making songs, making songs, making songs. Like, all day long, that's all I did. All I did was music during that time frame of my life. So, I feel like that's what probably was the little stage. You know, every artist got this stage they go through. And I tell new artists that all the time, you know what I'm saying? When they talk to me, they be like, oh, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get myself here. How do I make myself sound like that? They say, but I say, like, you got to have a time period where you really just play with your voice. Mm -hmm. You play with your sound. You play with your lyrics. And that's the time that really helped me develop who I was musically. So, therefore, once I came out of that stage, which was probably, like, in the last two years, that's what helped me be able to... Really start like, pushing. Yeah, just start pushing and skyrocketing and, you know what I'm saying? Getting the type of feedback I've been getting from that, from so I, I'm I'm grateful for that. You know what I'm saying? And do you write your actual lyrics or like do you freestyle? Like I'm how half do you... and half. I was actually doing a lot of writing, and um, I'm sorry. Let me let you finish the question before I just keep. No, talking. no, you can go, you can go, because that's pretty much. I'm just trying to figure out like, do you write or do you freestyle? Yeah, so like... I, I was writing a lot, like especially during that time frame I was talking about in the house a lot. I was doing a lot of writing, but when I came out of there, I actually got a brother, like I said, my little brother would be making music with me. He was out a lot. He was back and forth to Philly while I was going through all that. And he was making music, but he would be more so doing it off the top of his head. So as I started getting with him more and I started making music with him, that's when I started playing around with just going into the studio and just doing it off the top of my dome. Just, you know what I'm saying? Take a bar, punch in, punch in. Punch in, just keep punching in one bar for bar or two bars or whatever flow you get, whatever you feeling, just keep punching in. So I do more of that nowadays. I don't really write too much, but if I do feel like it's a song that I really need to uh, put some more brain power to or I need to think on, I definitely do still write to this day. But all of my lyrics, yeah, I come up with them all in my head, just off the dome now. And do you find there is a difference in the quality of song compared to the times when you do write it down? And think about it versus just going in a booth and feeling the vibe. Yeah, because um, <clears throat> I would say the writing part, it's a pro and con to each drum. Because when you come to the writing part, it's a pro because you're saying what you want to say and you really, uh, you put some unique ad-libs, you put some unique punchlines, you put some unique word in, your wordplay in that drum. You can have, that's the pro of writing, but sometimes writing can also be a con taking it to the booth. Because as you writing it, you know what I'm saying? Everybody write different, but the way I used to write, I didn't use, always used to write with the actual flow. So as you actually starting to record it, it might sound a little off. Mm -hmm. It might have messed up somewhere. Whereas when you just doing it in the booth and you laying that joint down. Um, it's right there. Like you got the vibe. Yeah, you always got the vibe and you always got the energy. But sometimes you might be missing the wordplay. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? It might be too simple. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Bet. You know what I'm saying? You get what I'm right, saying? It's right, more right. so simple, whereas when you writing, you can get unique with it. You can switch it up. So it's all it's all about how you play it. But I feel like uh, most artists should definitely practice punching in more than writing because <clears throat> you you an artist, you're a rapper, so you play with words, you're going to get better. So, you know what I'm saying? Just keep punching in. That's probably what I... That's why I keep trying to do it to this day, trying to get better at it because... 
it'll come a day where you don't gotta write nothing no more because you you've been doing this for so long. You know what I'm saying? I know people still be trying to act like they be having writers, but I don't feel like you always need a writer once you get to a certain level with this junk. Cause I ain't been I ain't been needing to write nothing. That I ain't been needing to write a single lyric. Um, now speaking back on to the traveling you was doing, how has that helped you? Um, one like find your sound as well as like find a new audience um, with going to these different cities. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> It definitely helped me. It's definitely helping me find an audience, but more importantly, it's helping me build the connections. It's help. It's been helping me build the connections I need to make out here, especially when it comes to people that can talk about me, put my song in front of the right people, DJs. I met a lot of DJs traveling, especially in Louisville. I met a lot of other artists. I met a lot of cameramen. I met a lot of managers, A and R's, like a lot of people, and uh. That's been helping me a lot, especially when I when I drop stuff and I put songs out. You know what I'm saying? They all, everybody sees it, so everybody floats it around. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna. Yeah, I've been I've been doing good. I wouldn't be too surprised if I start really taking a leap this year for real, for real, which I'm grateful for. But audience wise, <clears throat> audience wise, it's been a little bit. It's been a, me picking fans up here and there. But as I've been traveling, I really been getting my feet wet with just. Uh, networking with people that's actually in the business mm -hmm. because you know what I'm saying like I said that time period when I was just at the crib I missed out on a lot of that you know what I'm saying I was just more so just in the crib and just showing my music to people I went to school with or something like that so as I was doing that I've been really getting my feet wet with learning how to talk to these people learning how to move in this industry building the connections I need to build therefore now nowadays it's all at my fingertips so it's just time to do nothing but keep building a fan base, if you can see what I'm saying. No, yeah, definitely yeah. understand. Um, and like you said, you touched on it earlier as well, that in the last two years, you really started to take a push towards it. And um, in 2020 is when you dropped the project Rice and Gravy that you had mentioned, which um, yeah. was a collab tape with your brother. Yeah. Um, what was the response to that? That was... Uh, <laughs> That was legendary, man. That was golden, man. That response was golden. Everybody loved that album. From even like people that I usually show my music to that really don't really pay no mind or don't really support it. Mm -hmm. Once I actually got them to actually listen to it, everybody loved Rice and Gravy. I'm not gonna lie, they still ask me to this day. I still got people. I just talked to my cousin and you know what I'm saying, friends and fans and whatnot. They be like, oh bro, I'm still listening to Rice and Gravy. I'm about to drop no guys. I'm about to drop, you know what I'm saying, this, 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 that. Yeah, like man, I'm still listening to Rice and Gravy. Like, yeah, so you know what I'm saying? It's it's it was a it was a huge impact. I feel like uh, it was a huge impact, man. That's probably made me really feel like you can do it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It really it really opened my eyes to what I could do because we really was putting that. Me and my brother was putting that album together just in the crib, bored, off of work, just rapping, freestyling over beats. So to actually put that project together and it came together how it was. And it, it was just, it was natural. It was almost like, it, it was like, it was destiny. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So yeah, the, the reaction was crazy. People love that album to this day. And I just can't wait to keep putting it in front of more people air so they can hear it. Because if y'all ain't listening to Rice and Gravy, go listen to Rice and Gravy, man. I promise you, man. And was there a thought process behind you and your brother doing your first, well, I'm not sure if he did projects outside of that first, but 
was there a thought process for you with that being your first official full length project putting out with like kind of like a collab tape opposed to just being yeah. yourself? Um, what you mean when you say thought process? Like did you like? Because you said, like, you started taking it serious, but your brother at that point was already, you know, traveling back and forth, doing the music thing, so he kind of already had the wave. So, yeah. with y'all already creating the music together, was instead of you just saying, oh, I can just do my solo project, we might as well just drop together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because... doing what we've been doing. Yeah, because when, when I was, you know what I'm saying, back and forth from being locked up or in the house or whatnot, and uh, the type of shit I was going through... He was back and forth, but he would still be there with me all the time. So as I was making so much music, we was already making a lot of music already. So it came to a point where we was just like, let's make a tape. We can both do this together. You know what I'm saying? We was at a point when we dropped that album, we was at a real bad point. Like we was down bad. So it was almost like, a, a you know what I'm saying? We need to get our music out here. We need to get heard. So we both just agreed to just come together. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Put our money together. Every time we got off work, we just went to the studio. We went to the crib, we turned on beats, and we just, you know what I'm saying? So we was like, yeah, let's just put this album together. Let's do it together right now. Mm -hmm. That way, when we get a better situation, which we are in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we both been dropping solo tapes and stuff. So, yeah, we we definitely had to come together on that. We still going to come together throughout the whole career process. Me and my brother get to the top. Yeah, we going we gonna to do this until the day I'm, I'm dead in the dirt. Right, and then you just mentioned after that, Rice and Gravy, you started to release your own projects because in mm -hmm. 2021, you followed it up with Dead or Dedicated. Um, what was the focus for that project? Um, the focus on that project was um, showcasing and putting my life in an album, if you can see what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. The point where I was at from coming from, you know what I'm saying, the hardships and the bullshit I was going through, from being locked up, from starting to take music serious or rice and gravy, Dead or Dedicated was more so like a, you know what I'm saying? A lot, a lot of those songs was a collection of music I was making along the way mm -hmm. that I just ended up putting into a album, but it was um, it, it was me just, just putting my life story in there, telling people, you know what I'm saying, what's going on, like an update, you know what I'm saying, getting my pain out, getting my... You know what I'm saying? My my trials and tribulations out there. You know what I'm saying? Just 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 healing. It was almost like an album of healing. You know what I'm saying? Because I was at the point where I was ready to, okay, I'm on to the next thing. I'm doing this music now. I'm out of all the bullshit. All I can do now is just focus on my music and keep going up. So dead or dedicated, you know what I'm saying? It's in the name. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's, it's either you did or you dedicated. Mm -hmm. Like it's either you gonna you gonna let it you gonna let it take over or you gonna keep pushing through. And that's what I did. So. That album mean a lot to me, you know what I'm saying? I don't I don't really think it was as big as Rice and Gravy, but mm -hmm. to probably to, you know what I'm saying, to the end of my career, that probably be that album mean a lot to me because it was really like a uh that was my heart right there as far as where I came from and the point of life I was in right there. Right, and it was thirteen songs on there and you said that you those some of them were a compilation of songs that came along the way. But when it came to actually time to put like the track list together, did you like literally sit there and think, okay, this is gonna be the first track because it paints this picture. Then I wanted to transition into into you know the second track to mm -hmm. you know keep the project cohesive. Yeah, yeah, it was um, it was a lot. It was actually more songs that was supposed to go on there, but as I came to the point where I was actually about to drop the album, yeah, it was like a. Uh, it was like, all right, I had to see which ones I wanted to make it, which ones I didn't, which ones was my favorite. And also, yeah, you know, the album process, trying to line up songs that it sound good one after another. You know what I'm saying? 
yeah, yeah. I, I did a lot of time doing it, spent a lot of time doing that because that was like a that was a hard decision. There was a lot of songs I wanted to put on there that didn't get put on there. So uh, And are you making those decisions <laughs> yourself or do you like ask like your girl or like I asked I asked my girl, I asked my little brothers, them like the two people that I only go to when it comes to me making decisions as far as, you know what I'm saying? Not me. Like I'm making the decisions, but if I need any help, yeah, I always go to my girl, I always go to my little brothers. My little brothers especially, my little two youngest brothers, because uh, you know what I'm saying, they've been listening they probably was two of my biggest fans. They've been listening to me since they was Jits, you know what I'm saying? So they be they be giving me the most feedback to this day. Anytime I need help, I go ahead and ask them like, bro, you like this song? Bro, you like that song? Bro, how you fucking with this? And then they be like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? They'll give me the go or they'll give me the no. So yeah, they, they play a huge part. But yeah, I also I also keep my girl on standby when I need her to just give me that female perspective of things. Because yeah, that's definitely a... a yeah. Because how would you define your sound? Like, are you catering to the ladies? Are you more so street music? Are you just a mix of both? Like, I was ah. See this question here, man. I got asked this question by a manager, and I told him, I was like, oh man, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just everything. Like, it's it's nothing I can't do. You know what I'm saying? I do a little pop. I do a little. I do a little reggae, whatever you throw at me. But if I had to put my sound in one category, I don't think I don't think I could do that. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not gonna lie, growing up, my favorite rapper was Drake. A lot of people be there. I'm saying I had a lot of people try to clown me for that. But you know what I'm saying? And Drake do it all. You know what I'm saying? I don't really think you could classify Drake because I ain't, it ain't really too much different kinds of sounds that I ain't heard Drake smash. So uh, so I just label myself. I just keep it as an artist. Like yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. People try to put labels on you. I'm I'm just an artist. I'm real versatile. I like doing all types of music. I listen to all kinds of music. I listen to white music, Mexican music, rap music, trap music, pop music, yes. R and B. You said that already. You're influenced by multicultural world yeah. already. So yeah, it would only make sense that that's what your music would transition yeah. into. But you know I keep it I keep it you know what I'm saying because I still I still stick to the roots. It's so a hip hop it. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still you keep know, it rap. Hip hop is still like absurd versatile now. Like you say, we got so much different context of a hip hop sound. Yeah. So um, when you were going to the studio to create, were you like had it in mind already? You were ready to drop your solo project, or like you were creating such like fire songs? You're like, I, I might as well just come with that solo project. No, it was a plan. It was a plan. Yeah, because I was like um. After Rice and Gravy, after the whole kind of like little hype that we had promo had got had died down, I was like, I'm definitely ready to put a solo album out. So um, I had it in my mind. It was a lot of songs, like I said, it was a lot of songs that was just like I had just made and I never recorded. So I took them to the studio and made them. And then I had a, I had an actual hit on that joint, Shinigami. I made that joint off the dome. So once I seen the buzz around that, I definitely want to put an album together. So yeah, it was it was planned out. I was going to the studio down there. Shout out my boy John too, at uh, studios down there, man. Number nine, man. He, I linked up with him, and it was just like, it, it was like rice and gravy. Like I said, it was like you know what I mean, it was, me and him, we just kind of clicked. Mm -hmm. So we got in there, and we cooked up that whole day to dedicate. Most of the songs on there was engineered by him. So. I just went in there every day, back to back, until I finished that album. So yeah, it was definitely a plan. It was a game plan. Okay. And 
Um, now we're in 2022. You've released two singles so far, Skyfall and most recently Just Do It. Um, are these off an upcoming project or these are just kind of like to keep you bubbling right now? Um, these are actually, as far as right now, you know what I'm saying? The plan can change, but as of right now, these singles are supposed to be a part of a, a later a tape I got dropping down the road, probably fall time, the end of summer, which is supposed to be called No Guidance. I was supposed to drop that at the beginning of this year, but you know what I'm saying? I did a change of plans, just try to, you know what I'm saying, do some more background work, try to build some more fan base, mm -hmm. try to get myself out there a little bit more. So uh, we're going to push that back to fall, but Skyfall and just do it, yeah, definitely going to be a part of No Guidance. Uh, yeah, I'm proud of those songs. I probably get some videos out from them as soon as possible. Yeah, that's def yeah, they definitely gonna be on no guidance. So look out for that. And what has been the response to the uh, new singles? Skyfall, people love that. I I low key had dropped that song last year, and then um on SoundCloud, and I had a lot of people liking it. A lot of people was fucking with it, but I had ended up pulling it off because I didn't want to just put it out by itself. I wanted to rework it. I had to master it because it was kind of just like just made it, just put it out. Mm -hmm. So um, people love that song. My little brothers love that song. Uh, a lot of my friends love that song. My girl love that song. Yeah, uh, that was the first song I heard. And I was yeah, like, oh, okay, yeah. Let me yeah. go listen to the rest. Like, yeah, they like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, that song definitely, I probably definitely get that song a video. But Just Do It been going crazy, man. Just, just Do It been going crazy. And... I'm just trying to just keep my head focused on that song because I'm loving the attention it's getting. I'm loving the feedback I'm getting from it. It's probably on course to becoming one of my biggest songs so far that I have dropped. So I'm that song that people loving that song right now. As far as people, the same people that like Skyfall, like you know what I'm saying, the closest people around me, some of them still love just do it, but. As far as just do it though, that joint be going crazy out there in the open. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like just all my like, you know what I'm saying? New fans, old fans, people I've been in relationships with, friends, other artists, they've been tagging that joint. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I might do a remix with with a couple features on it. It's all about, you know what I'm saying? Time gonna tell, but yeah. Yeah, and you already kind of just mentioned it um, with, you know, pushing back that uh, full project until later this year because you want to focus more on building your fan base and your promotion. Yeah. So do you have like an actual plan to do this? Like, are you going to do some shows or like yeah. you said do the collab and like what's actually the goal for that? Um, as far as right now, I would probably say um, definitely shows. That's, that's first and foremost, honestly. Uh, I need to do, I'm going to get some more shows lined up this uh, this summer. Um, I'm sorry, repeat the question one more time for me. Pretty much just um, how do you plan on securing those extra fans and and putting yourself in a position you want to be to actually drop your full league? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, right. So, yeah. So, like I said, definitely shows. Um, I'm trying to go hard on. Uh, social media platforms that's big right now for us, especially TikTok. I've been trying to do as much as I can on TikTok to start growing a fan base on there. I've been making sure I'm staying uh, up to date as far as my Instagram and promoting to get the algorithm going, showing it to more people. I've been taking control of Instagram Reels. I'm out here uh, putting promotion by myself, marketing. And like I said, anytime I'm going out there, whether it be to Philly, I'm in the Berg, um, go back to Atlanta. I'm just out and I'm out and I'm stopping people, you know what I'm saying? Listen to this tape, listen to this song, listen to this music, doing what I can. I mean, independent right now, 
no team. I got a few people that's looking to join the team, but as of right now, I'm gonna stay independent. I'm gonna keep doing this on my own because uh, it ain't no better feeling than getting this shit done by myself. So I'm, I, I definitely got it lined up. You know what I'm saying you gonna see real soon. This summer I'm about to go crazy, man. So um, pretty much, what is your goal for your career? Where do you see yourself being able to take this? Um, music, music. I love music. Music is a big passion. Music has guided me through this life and the difficulties I've been through. Um, as far as my top goals, I really want to uh, make sure I can. Um, I really want a Grammy. I'm not going to lie. I know it's been a little talk and conversations around that I've heard about the value of them going down, but I don't really care because at the end of the day, I want me a Grammy before I end up stop doing this. Uh, I need me at least a couple plaques. And at the end of the day, I would just want to make sure I just uh, collab with some of my favorite artists I grew up listening to, you know what I'm saying, that inspired me to make music. And as long as I get that done, I'm not really, uh, I'm not really too pressed on anything besides that because that's really going to tell me that I fulfill my dreams, you know what I'm saying? And I can look back and I can chill in my career or whatever I'm doing and I can see my accomplishments on my wall. So. You know what I'm saying? Until I be able to collab with those people that inspired me to even do this and get my family out of the situation they've been in and to be able to uh, get these plaques and these trophies on my wall, that's probably my biggest goal. So until that's accomplished, I don't see myself stopping no time soon. And But once I do get it done, I don't know. I don't know. We gonna see. You know I mean? Because once <laughs> we you accomplish see. those goals, you got, do you feel like you're gonna aspire out of music could you see yourself being a music definitely. executive like how little baby kind of did it like i definitely want to start a label i definitely want to be a part of the label and i want to be a part of a label that do a little something different um you know just because my personal experience you know what i'm saying trying to build myself up there and get to the top but as far as i want to build a label that's more focused on bringing that you know what i'm saying that era when i started making music like 2016 that was uh really focused on people just being unique and people being talented, people being just straight up different. And I want to get back to uh, bringing that to the table. So yeah, when I started a label, I probably just want to go scout, get some real talented artists that I truly believe in, not just because, you know what I'm saying, they probably got a little popping little fan base over here, popping like that. I'm talking about truly artists that I believe in. That's one of my biggest goals. So by the time I do that, yeah, I probably a little aspire out of it. I want to try acting a little bit. I always wanted to get into that a little bit. So I'm going to see what that can do for me. But other than that, yeah, I think I'm going to just, uh, once I get my goals done and I start me a little later, well, I'll probably just stay out of the way. Honestly, probably go bury the money somewhere in the ground. And, you know what I'm saying? Go ghost. Yeah, that's the best thing to <laughs> go do. Go ghost, man. Um, it's my ticket out of here. No, I definitely want to, again, thank you for coming and sitting down and talking with us. Yeah, definitely. Um, tell people where to find you. Hey, man, uh, it's your boy Trisag, man. You can go follow me on Instagram at Trizzy1500, T-R-I-Z-Z-Y-1-5-H-U-N-N-I-T. Trizzy1500 on Instagram, man. Connect with me there. You can go follow me on Twitter at Trizzsavvy, T-R-I-S-S-A-V-Y. Uh, just do it. It's out now on all streaming platforms, man. Make sure y'all go ahead and stream that. Uh, my new single will probably be out by the time y'all see this. It's going to be called Crawl. Make sure y'all go pay attention to that. Yeah, follow me, connect me on YouTube, Tris Savvy as well. All my other socials is Tris Savvy, T-R-I-S-S-A-V-Y, man. Locked in with Big T Clyde Conversations, man. You know the vibes.
Yeah. All right. Thank you.